welcome to the Indie Dog. I'm your host, Radha Thomas. This year in February, there was a big deal being made of the date 02022022. And many people thought it was a lucky date. But if you were a doggy named Duke, it was possibly the worst date in the world. He was lost. All right, let's call it what it is. He was bloody abandoned on Wheeler Road extension around Village Supermarket here in Bangalore. Someone driving a dark blue car hit Duke straight on despite the very bright street lights and despite the fact that it was actually very easy to avoid him as he was walking on the side of the road, not in the way of oncoming traffic. Duke was pushed along the road for a few meters by the car, meaning that the psychopath didn't stop, didn't pause, didn't even pay attention. He just went on. And how do I know all this? I saw the CCTV footage from the village supermarket on the Fraser Town Canine Squad WhatsApp group. So did many people, including the cops. But till now, and this is May 2022, we haven't been able to track the monster down. Maybe the cops have access to superior video cleaning software and maybe they can easily find out who the culprit was, but they are not interested. It's not a real crime. At least, it's not a crime worthy of punishment. So it's mostly just a waste of time for the cops. There's definitely no jail time involved and the fine, well, that's something of a joke, 50 rupees. Abandoned, stray, street dogs here have no value, not even as beasts of burden. So today, I'm speaking to Arundhati Somaya, who is one of the three trustees of the NGO Fluffy Nut, named, of course, for two dogs named Fluffy and Nut. They host adoption drives for rescued animals, raise funds for the rescuers who always need money for medical treatment, food and other supplies. Arundhati just happened to be walking outside village supermarket exactly at the moment when Duke was hit. Lucky for Duke. I'm also speaking to Pamela Parashar, who works at VOSD, that's Voice of Stray Dogs, a most amazing NGO that provides shelter for abandoned animals. It's located just a little outside Bangalore. Pam is a long-time animal lover and she gets emotional when she talks about animals who are hurt. It's very, very hard to work in animal rescue and rehab because you are faced with unspeakable cruelty and inhuman behavior all the time. Arundhati and Pam do it with a smile. I don't know how. Hi Pam, hi Arundhati and welcome to the Indie Dog. Arundhati, let's start with you. How is it that you found yourself at the scene of the crime and lucky for Duke as I said before, on that particular day? Uh, so one evening we were, a friend and I were cycling by, he was feeding dogs. So I was just, you know, just going along with him and shadowing him. And then suddenly we slowed down and we we see this um, Alsatian, um, you know, just, I mean, at the side of the road. And then within seconds, this, you know, big SUV kind of a car comes and like, uh, runs over him thrice like I was in a state of shock I couldn't I I, I mean nothing was uh, I couldn't think you know and uh, I, it was like a movie like you know he went flying in the air and the vehicle continued to you know hit 
hit him and it happened thrice he managed to you know run to the side of the road and immediately we went approached him and uh, unbelievable that you were actually there was he in a terrible state uh, luckily um he escaped with a minor fracture but multiple injuries it's hard to believe that really considering the force of the car it was just so ghastly on on the cctv footage but to see something like that with your own eyes i mean i don't know how one gets over that it was i think the worst thing i've ever witnessed and yeah that feeling was just terrible so what did you do then so we went approached the dog tried to assess his injuries and you know uh, there was another person who seemed to be a reporter and she was creating a video for awareness while we were trying to figure out what to do next uh so then i rushed home while the others were waiting with him they gave him water and things and i got like first aid for him and uh, i think he was very traumatized like he didn't he was also in a state of shock <laughs> that's putting it mildly poor little fellow it's wonderful that you had first aid stuff readily available in your house we should all have a bag like that ready just in case we need it maybe also in our cars in our bikes maybe just in our handbag so as soon as i got home i i didn't want to trouble pam but she saw me in a state of panic like i didn't want, like i couldn't break down because there was i mean so many people around and it was like what do, i mean you know the dog comes first forget about how i'm feeling but as soon as i entered home like i was in tears i was like how could people be so cruel okay you hit the dog but okay realize your mistake and maybe we were there for a while at you know come back see if the dog needs any help but these are genuine grade a assholes i guess or they would have stopped immediately and put the dog in the car and rushed to a vet so what happened next um pam came along with me and then uh, by then uh, we uh, some pet lovers from around the neighborhood uh, anupama and this other boy krish um they were all around and they contacted vikas who is an active rescuer and thanks to him he you know we were able to move him to a safe place for the night and after that the next day um uh, he was moved to kupa and hebal you know the accident is an example of human callousness but the fact that so many people came together so quickly to help this dog now that's something else sorry go and on we visited him and uh, basic first aid was done again there at the center we took him to the clinic got his x-rays and things done but you know the that impact i mean the impact of the vehicle you couldn't imagine that he just got away with just a minor fracture what a lucky boy that luke and uh, since he was a young dog also but uh, yeah he was really sweet the whole time and you know didn't try to bite or snap he, of course he was in shock but uh, he was a ladies man yeah didn't like men too much you know so. it's funny but i seem to notice that many dogs are like this they don't like men especially strange men they seem to prefer women if they are strangers from streeties to my own dogs maybe women exude the smell of kindness i don't know so what happened to duke then so um after the main focus was to make sure duke was okay and after that uh, you know it became about finding this person who did this to him just so, for them to realize what they've done forget about the 
whatever fines or if you know any mm. action would have been taken and things so uh luckily that night immediately um people around got footage from uh, a supermarket close by village and uh, we saw i mean they got an angle of it and uh, thanks to the guidance of many animal uh, activists um from the Fraser Town Canine Squad uh who guided me through it um we uh approached the Fraser Town police Pulkeshinagar police station and Pam was with me all along she never left my side so that was like you you need that you know support and oh believe me i know you just can't go to the police station all on your own you need a wingman to back you up yeah <laughs> you need to be forceful and confident and most importantly you need to know the law or they'll just dismiss you and not even accept the fir pam can you tell me what happens when you want to file an fir so uh, i think like everyone would know that you know filing an fir for an animal is not so easy because it's not considered so important especially when a dog is uh, lying on the street abandoned stray whatever uh, it's not taken um, so serious and it was quite a long day because we had to um, you know wait wait around for a long time for the sub inspector and you know for people to take us serious there of course again as she said there was you know really uh, a lot of help from the fraser canine group uh, you know and uh, the guidance and everything made made the whole case strong yeah and i remember from all the messages flying across the fcs the fraser town canine squad at that time that priya chetty rajgopal played a huge huge part in getting the cops to acknowledge the fir she is amazing priya of course definitely <laughs> so she's she's there everywhere <laughs> which is very important i think for animal welfare and uh, it was a long day we we did have help of uh, one mr jacob who was very sweet he really uh, you know was like a pillar who's mr jacob is he part of the police no he is actually if i can mention it is a warden he is a traffic warden oh traffic wardens they are like totally selfless people i know go on and uh, he and his wife jaya jacob they uh, feed a lot of uh, doggies um, around the area and they are also they wake up at 4 5 in the morning and you know go on rounds so he was extremely supportive he uh, definitely i mean there was not much we could do we had to wait around and then he was always there you know trying to guide us trying to calm us down because you know nerves were a little uh, because we were all upset about the whole incident oh i can well imagine i mean it's not something you can just shrug off there you are doing your own thing one fine day and all of a sudden you're rushing from pillar to post with an injured dog to a vet and then to a cop station arundhati is right this is like a movie so did you finally file an fir So the FIR was filed with a lot of pressure um you know from uh, again Priya was one of the people who really pushed it and Arundhati was my god <laughs> she was like a rock so uh you know the FIR was filed of course there was you know we were between the traffic police station and the you know the yeah i know in uh, Fraser town the traffic police and the crime police are not in the same building but they're next to each other and you have to come out onto the road and then go back into the other one and come out and go back into the other one again not very far but still you have to do that i bet they were trying to get you to file it under traffic which is meaningless instead of a crime which cruelty to animals actually is a crime i mean so did it get filed under animal cruelty and rash driving huh 
So two cases have been filed against an unknown driver of an SUV. And after that, uh, then we were sent one cop came with us to, uh, you know, view other CCTV footage. Yeah, I remember there was a lot of activity around CCTV footage and the citizens of Fraser were running around too. What did the cop do? This cop came around and then he, you know, he just was with us when we were trying to get CCTV footage more because, you know, this the person who drove, uh, we could not find, you know, really get the numbers because he was so fast. And that's another thing we were trying to tell the cops, like in a residential area, driving so fast is not, I mean, of course, for us, it's the dogs. But imagine if there were children. Imagine there was an old person crossing the road. I mean, then... Would you take it serious then? Do you want to wait for something like that to happen? I mean, I know because, you know, I've dealt with cases before where I know that you get a smirk when you say it's a dog case, right? But you should also think for the future that this could be, you know. Yeah. And we were just coming out of the Lara case, right? Where some politician's son had repeatedly run over the same dog. I mean, it was in all the papers for several days. So the cops have definitely must have had some sense that Bangalore citizens weren't just going to let these cases die out or disappear without some kind of hue and cry. So that, Arundhati has been following up again. Arundhati, have they found the guy? Um, I've been following following up with the, sub, uh, with the inspector, but um, he says they're still working on the case and things, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a very high-level Interpol kind of case. Tell me, Arundhati, do you think that they actually have tried to locate this guy and haven't found him or they've just dropped it because they don't care? He says the team is doing their best and uh, he gave us a very vague answer. So we're not very sure. But we, thanks to your help also, we've collected footage from everywhere. We have so many angles of the, uh, you know, accident. Attempted murder, as far as I'm concerned. But Arundhati, from your viewing of the CCTV footage, did you catch a license plate? Unfortunately, that is the the main thing to catch the guy. Damn. That's one thing we don't I have. guess with the naked eye, we cannot determine the license plate. I mean, I looked at it too. You need sophisticated equipment to scrub the footage till the license plate comes up, till it appears. I bet if this was a terrorist or some politician's pet that got run over, miraculously would have nailed the guy. Anyhow, how is Duke doing? Duke is, so a few days later again when I visited him, he was being shifted to the adoption center because he's such a happy, playful boy. And um, the trauma center was not a place for him. And he was in a cast and things, but he was still, you know, jumping around, running around. So he was being moved. I visited, visited him that day and he was being moved to the adoption center. And from there, Cupa took over. Well, that's good news. But um, he was abandoned, right? There's no doubt. Yes. Abandoned or lost. or he, he was definitely a home dog. Yeah, I guess I'm convinced he's abandoned because no one's come forward for him. And we've made a big deal. So far, no. I mean, the post has gone every, viral like, everywhere. But, yeah. The story of Duke. It doesn't end happily, at least from my point of view. But at least both of you were there to help the poor boy and get him to Cupa at the right time. Because, I mean, who knows what kind of fate would have followed him if he was just running around the streets where streeties don't like innocent breed dogs, you know. Anyhow, moving on, Pam. 
How did you end up in streety welfare? Uh I think I've born a dog person. Uh I've got all my uh love for animals from my mother. Uh my mother uh, Mrs. Evette Parashar. She was an amazing human being and she actually um passed away fighting for a dog. uh she got a massive heart attack uh, fighting for a, a german shepherd which was let out from a a house um you know and he was not neutered and he was causing a lot of havoc in the area the neighbors were pinpointing you know my mother as a you know causing this havoc so she was trying to explain things and uh unfortunately my mother was just trying to put freddy and not forget the dog's name uh back to his you know take him back to his owner and my mother suffered a massive heart attack uh it's a very emotional thing for me is because uh yeah I, i i've never gotten out of it but i i i still do what i do for her and uh from then i've uh, fed maybe i fed and rescued for the last 20 to 25 years of my life i don't know anything else <laughs> this is my life so this is what i've been doing and uh, i love it my goodness turning your own personal sorrow into something that's just wonderful for dogs i feel we should stand up and applaud you pam it's just wonderful <laughs> this area is so lucky to have you pam you know i see your name in posts all the time on all the various doggy squads you're always rescuing and saving some dog's life but tell me over the past years don't you think that priya's dog squads have made a huge difference to the way we deal with rescues for sure i mean it it was not there earlier and i think a lot of cases cruelty cases and uh, you know other things would have been avoided if squads were around at that time uh, we used to just do a lot of help through uh, you know pamphlets posters in shops adoptions were done like that uh, my mother used to throw us out and put us on a bus to go and screen the houses where we got dogs and puppies adopted and yes definitely i agree that you know Uh, social media itself is a big platform very helpful to you know connect but people should use it right that's so important absolutely without social media without whatsapp none of this would have been possible i mean the squads and arundhati while i explained a little bit about fluffy nut in the opening do you think you could tell us in your own words so um we started fluffy nut thanks to pam she is the inspiration behind fluffy nut um she had rescued three puppies that were dumped uh, around the neighborhood and uh, unfortunately they con- contracted cd canine distemper that horrible virus and uh, we were all t- running around trying to help out any way that we could and you know get their vet checks done and their medication and things like that uh, out of which one of them survived he's a very healthy happy boy So looking at the hardships foster parents rescuers and shelters face we decided there was no support really for people who help animals so that's why we started fluffy nut and to encourage people to foster more rescue more and so that shelter shelters are always overcrowded and you know um, healthy animals are at risk of contracting infections so to encourage more people to foster and rescue we started fluffy nut huh. but what does it mean fluffy nut um in the honor of two rescues uh fluffy was a dog we rescued who had an injured leg again 
Pam was played a very important role with his rescue. And then Nut was a pup who my friend rescued, but passed of the Paro virus. So we started uh, the adoption drives in a small garage at a free market. And then we grew into, you know, uh, conducting, hosting bigger events at uh, organizing our independent uh, adoption drives. And um, then we formed the trust and uh, two of our friends, Saad Pasha and Melinda Bartley, joined the trust. And three of us, when we're free, we work full time. So we run it whenever we have, I mean, we're running it all the time, but uh, we conduct events, host events and things when we, you know, have the time. You know, Arunati, before I met you on the street, you and Pam, for Duke, I actually had heard about you before from a little girl called Mia, who's been on one of my podcasts. She's a teenager or maybe a tweenager, and she belongs to the Indian Ninjas. She met you on the street near her house some maybe a year or so ago, and you kind of led her into the doggy world. I don't know if you remember her or if you're aware of this. It's odd how these things work. Do you have plans like that for young kids to get involved when they are young, impressionable, and kind of when it makes a difference? So uh, we have a huge volunteer, Fluffy Nut volunteer group where all these enthusiastic little uh, teenagers would come and, you know, um, volunteer at our events that was pre-pandemic. And uh, yeah, and, you know, sensitizing them was so important so that they could go out and spread the word. And the adoption drive was not just for people wanting to adopt, but people to come and interact with, you know, these rescues, know their stories. Parents would, uh, you know, make their kids aware, sensitize their children so that, you know, they grow up to be animal lovers and kind, compassionate people. So that was another main objective to, you know, spread awareness. Okay, and now that the pandemic is kind of winding down, you're planning to resurrect it? Hopefully. We've been doing virtual adoption drives, but I, the impact is, of course, not as much. But Virtual adoption drives, that's actually very cool. You can certainly reach more people and maybe end up with more adoptions. But definitely they can't be any cuddles, which is sad. I love these adoption drives because you can go there, hug and cuddle a lot of puppies and then just go back home. I'm saying this, I already have two and a half dogs, so I can't get more puppies. But it's very nice to go and cuddle someone else's puppy. Thank you so much, Arunati Somaya and Pam Parashar. You are truly champions. And we have to have that Fraser Town Canine Squad party very soon, don't you think? That's dog speak for did you know? Well, did you know that loyalty in a dog is just survival mechanism and doesn't really have a lot to do with how wonderful you are? I'm sorry, it's just the truth. Dogs are pack animals and they like being in a pack. And at home, you're the pack and you're also the alpha dog, the pack leader. So they're loyal to you and may even try and protect you so that they can protect their food source. They'll lick you, they'll cuddle you, they'll do anything to keep you happy, because they know you like that. And in exchange, they're hoping you won't stop feeding them. Dogs are manipulative, but no more than human beings. Until next time, that's it from me. Woof! <coughs>